Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphen It with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. Yo, what's happening? You are listening to Hyphen at Halftime with me, Randy Randall, and my very special co-host, Mr. Aaron Farley. How you doing, Aaron Farley? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for- <laughs> Do you mind if I call you- uh, Having me very as special? always. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I'm into it. Okay. V- V-S-C-H. You can be the, v- <laughs> the V-S-C-H over here. Very That's special perfect. co-host. <laughs> Perfect. At some it. point, we'll get it. We'll we'll get it dialed in. Uh, and today, we are going to be talking about last week's episode with the uh, main earthquaker himself, Mister Jamie Stillman uh, from Earthquaker yeah. Devices. Yeah. What What did you think of the episode? I mean, first thing I have to say that the, my first thing in my notes is that um, I love your intro music. <laughs> oh man! I don't know thanks. if you had put that. I don't know if you had put that on before the last two that I listened to, and okay. uh, how it comes yeah. in with the drums like that. I'm like, that's such <laughs> a perfect <laughs> way. <laughs> it's such a perfect way. It's like the you know from that two seconds, you're like, oh wait, it's Randy's show. Yeah, <laughs> oh good, good. good. I love uh, it. Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. That is a track called uh, "Whisper Shark." I think that okay. I made uh, a, few, a few years ago. I think it was. Um, yeah, they got the name for a writer. My oldest son has been very into uh, sharks since he saw yeah. Finding Nemo at like age two. <laughs> so sharks have been kind of a constant thing. And so I was looking for a name. Uh, I, just, I think I just made the track just for myself, just messing around in the yeah. studio. And then I heard him. And then I keep a notepad. I don't know if you do this in your in my in your phone or in my phone. I have like a little those notes app mm-hmm. pages up, and then just like it's just called names of things. And I just as <laughs> as things hit my ear, you know, through, going through life, like that sounds funny. That sounds like a name of a band or a name of a thing. Like that should be a name of something. And then I'll just write it down in there. And so I have a kind of ongoing, always revolving uh, list of names of things. So I have to name something. It's like okay, let me consult my random <laughs> list. Yeah, I have an art ideas list. That I go through. Ooh, it's like good. I'll go through. I'll I'll have um, like it. Usually they come in spurts. So it's like I'll have like a hundred ideas in two days, and then I'll like, yes. oh, this is great. <laughs> it's not even ideas. Sometimes it's just names, or sometimes it's how words going together in a strange way or something. Got to remember this, and then I never look at it. <laughs> do, you, do you look at yours? I try. Do you go back That's to it good. often. Yeah. You know, only only when it's needed. I think, you know, when I need to find yeah. a uh, when I need to find a name for something, you know, usually when if we're making a record or something, I need a name of a song or something. I was kind of throw it out there and you know, they they don't always stand up the, to the test of time. You know, some things just get lost. Like I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't know what that meant. And other things like just all the, hit your ear funny out of context. Like the riffs, like riffs on your phone, like, oh I got one. Do you have a list? Do you oh, have a, I can't do that. a phone? No. You can't. You don't. Have <laughs> I can't do that anymore. No, because I never. Yeah. I never go back and listen to it. It's, no, it's, no. It's, it's if I do, if I write it, 
and I can remember it, then it's good. If I don't remember yeah. it, then it wasn't good enough to, to, to for me to waste the time trying to record stuff and then go back to even listen to it. It's just, it's, it's tedious and it's probably all totally. garbage. I, I did it for a while and I would go yeah. back and listen to it. I'm like, these are all terrible ideas. Like they did not deserve the time <laughs> but they spent. But they seemed so good. Yeah. They were like, they were mind blowing at the time. Of course. They were perfect. Yeah. In every way. <laughs> I can't believe I thought of kind this. Of, yeah. Oh yeah. At the time. Yeah. You could be blown away by I, yourself. I, um, something will come yeah, up every once in a while in my iTunes, like it'll be some old phone track or something from oh no, uh, like ten years ago or something. Like what is this? Like click it and I was like, you know, whatever. Like who? Oh my god, this is like a drunk at two in the morning with my with my guitar plugged in. No one's home. Yeah, it's funny. Amazing. So funny, no, most man. of mine are like, you know, quiet, you know, finger plucky Spanish melody things. They're just cringe, mm. cringe uh, explosions. I'm like, God, <laughs> what was I thinking? Like, just so sensitive. Hold on. Like, blink, plunk, blink, plunk, blink. Like, Maybe I'll no go melody. in a completely there's different no way. Part there. Yeah, no, yeah, there's nothing there. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> I know what that, I know what the, that chord is. And I just was playing a chord and arpeggiating for, you know, like picking my fingers up and moving it around. Like, oh, that's not a song. That is not, <laughs> that is not fuel for anything. But but I was oh going to say, God, from amazing. that list of names of things, we had, um, that's where the title of the No Age record, Snares Like a Haircut, came from. It was, through, you know, Dean and I driving on tour, and um, we were talking about music and how certain music will stand out because um, a snare, the sound of a snare always gives away the era or the time, the style of the music. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. the, like, born in, like Born in the USA, in, in theory, could be a 50s record. You know, it could sound like it was recorded in 50s or 60s or something, you know, because it's a very kind of traditional rock blues based sort of earnest you know singer songwriter americana but you get those big you know gated snare drums the max weinberg yeah. you know that those opening born the fourth of or uh, born the usa pow, pow, yeah. and it just instantly puts you in the 80s you know exactly yeah. when that was made and much like if you're to look at a photo of somebody you, the clothes can change you don't always quite know you know like oh they're just wearing jeans in a, in a t-shirt like that could be a million yeah. things, but then you see the mullet and you're like, ah, that's in the nineties. I know exactly when that is. Or you see the feathered sides, you got seventies, oh, early eighties. Yeah. I know exactly where that is. I can place it. Got it. The clothes can, can, you can wear a costume or you can have a period thing, but the haircut is going to give it away for the time, what looked normal at the time. Oh my God. That's so true. This is a conversation we had. And so I think we'd re- just were writing weird notes. Like that's the name of, or just writing down these funny ideas. And so I was like, that could be a good name for a record. Snares like a haircut. Perfect. Yeah. Hold on. Were you Maybe hearing that bird puzzle. again? Sorry. No. The bird from no, last week. Not, <laughs> I, th- I think I just bird heard it again. Is it back? Return um, of the bird. Let me, Return let of me the just bird. close the door really quick. Maybe you can edit this. Okay. Just a second. Yes. No, no, no. This is all staying in there. This is the Aaron Farley bird files. I think I think last time we figured out that it was his cat who stalks okay. the birds outside. Yes. This is your cat, it's, right? That stalks the birds and then the birds attack the, the cat. The birds uh, let the whole neighborhood know when the cat is outside. So basically, the second the cat steps out the door, there's like multiple blue jays in the backyard that they must be just watching for the cat all day. They must just be on patrol. And we have a cat across the street. But then it drives our dog crazy because then now she knows that when the birds are going, that means there's a cat outside. Oh, and so no. she'll go running outside to try to find out where the cat is. 
<laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's it's an ecosystem of sound. Yeah. Yes. Um, cool. So, yeah. So, Jamie Stillman, have, were you familiar with uh, Earthquaker devices and the pedals before? What was your kind of awareness? And what, yeah, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I know of Earthquaker. I don't have any Earthquaker mm-hmm. pedals, but um, I mean, I just know of the pedal company. I didn't know of Jamie or any of his bands. I didn't know of any of his history or anything. And, um, but I know, I mean, I was super interested to hear it because all of you guys that are still playing, everybody is like Earthquaker devices, loves them, has respect for them. They look cool. I mean, they look super interesting and unique and weird. And so, um, even just like hearing him start to talk, he sounded like Dan Harmon. You know Dan Harmon? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. His yeah. voice sounded almost exact. He had like that same cadence or whatever that cadence is. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm so into funny. this. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I love this. It's like, it's like kind of relaxed, but intense. And yes. like, and I could just tell, I'm like, oh, this is good. I mean, I think anybody who's put their whole life into some, something that started as tinkering and is now a major company, it's going to be a, yeah interesting conversation anyway because there's a there's enough obsessiveness there i think that is like um has made itself has gone in it push him in a positive way that um totally well it uh, well, I think it's similar to, sorry to jump on you, but the, I think it's similar yeah. to, to like Oliver Ackerman. You know what I mean? These are two pedal makers. I mean, and again, this, yeah. my, my guest booking very much belies my, uh, my background and my, <laughs> my very, <laughs> uh, uh, skewed, in, you know, areas of interest, you know, of good guitar pedals being high on the list of things I, I care about. But, um, but I think it was, yeah, it was really fun to just hear what, you know, to go from like playing in a band to making a, a circuit to then it just growing. It's like, I, I don't think I could ever do it. I don't think I have it in. I just don't think I have that brain of like, let's well, a circuit. You can do this, this, this. Yeah. You know. Well, and I loved the fact that he talked about how um how he didn't go to it through like modeling the sound on a computer first or modeling the sound and trying to get that sound that he mm-hmm. was like taking apart pedals or he would have a slightly broken pedal or someone else would bring him a slightly broken pedal, but they wanted it to be, they wanted that sound to be there all the time. So he had to like fix the broken pedal <laughs> so it would be a working broken pedal. <laughs> so it stopped breaking, but it right. would stay at that <laughs> point. And that it seemed so much more like, um, I don't know, being a sculpture or a sculptor or, or like, I mean, I guess a musician. I mean, it's like it's like he's building instead of building songs with these things, he's building these devices that will kind of self-repeat, but they all sound so unique um, in the way that they're made that it seems. Um, I just love I love the tinkering aspect to tinker with something until it works, and then figure out why it's working or even he said he didn't even know why some of them worked but he would get him to the point to where the sounds would make certain sounds and he's like whoop this is where i stop okay cool i did it now just remake this don't ask too many questions don't ask like it's perfect it sounds great and i loved that um that 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 mindset of just being like almost hands off a little bit of just like i don't know 
we're gonna see we're gonna see where this goes you know I think it's, yeah, it's great. It's almost like when does a repeatable mistake just become the plan? You keep repeating right. the same mistake over and over again. Like, no, it's just the thing. And now it's the correct way to do it. You know, right. you just created it, something new. You became an innovator versus <laughs> just a, a professional mistake maker. Yeah, totally. And, is, it, and I think yeah. like, like even, uh, even as he talked about like how he kind of, even when he was talking about his own pedal board, later on he's like he always had to have like a like some kind of echo or reverb it's like whatever there there has to be like a fuzz and an echo and reverb and then it's just like a, a there's there's those all go in different ways but he knows that's what he likes and so that's where he kind of starts and then he just kind of like builds off of little things from there and i think it's so um i mean you could speak to this more but it's so much more like like when you're in a band and you're writing songs and you kind of know what you want the sound to be ish mm-hmm. with the vibe you got a vibe and then you like just take little chunks of this and that and add and subtract from that vibe and i thought that that was cool that it wasn't just a pedal maker like we're trying to make every single kind of pedal that it's the most that every pedal is for the most amount of people as possible and that these are very like unique sounding, like I I imagine when they when they release a pedal, everyone's like, well, I don't know what that's gonna sound like, <laughs> you know? Like I want <laughs> right, to like right. you, you know. Whereas when, if a big pedal company is like, here's a new pedal, you're probably like, oh, that's probably a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Where these seem so unique that um, that uh, I just love that idea. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting idea. I think Oliver does the same thing too with Death by Audio, but it's this idea of like you know, you have to make something almost hyper niche, you know, in order to stand out because everybody can make a tube screamer clone or can make a big muff clone. You know, I think there's, it's, that's what I've kind of come to understand in sort of the pedal boutique market. It's, you know, you can open up a, a, any pedal that you buy and, and if it's not uh, digitally programmed, you know, if it's, if it's point to point soldering, you could identify what all the pieces are in there. And then for, you know, 50 cents and some, you know, maybe 20 bucks of shipping, you know, you could buy all those same components and make your own you know it's just yeah. as a as a form of like you know mirror copying just to figure out what it is but but to do something that's actually unique or have a, you have your own spin on it, your own kind of like artistic sort of flair to those designs and those circuits i think that's really what's what makes something like earthquaker device stand out you know something like the rainbow machine is this insanity kind of a ring modulator multiplier frequency splitter thing that just it's kind of sounds it's almost sounds more synth like you know but again i imagine i have to i have to imagine it sort of came about in some haphazard sort of way like whoa we did this and add this and put this thing on take that thing away and just becomes this sort of like happy messy accident you know in some yeah. ways well and i loved how yeah, you guys think, talked yeah. about these the pedals being in like kind of a key i think you said like a magic key mm. where you're like running oh, your right, yeah. music through these pedals and then the pedal just will kind of open up open up the sounds or open up the ideas to be this extra kind of boost of of what it can be or or that you then end up having all of these kind of dials and modules that you can use that end up being uh you it ends up being this this sound you're searching for of like i mean that's what i think is interesting too about all of this is like what makes 
sound interesting to you and that sound to me is like uh, i don't know i don't i don't get it i don't hear it and but to you it could open up some huge thing and that's such an amazing to have all these pedals and all, all these these devices that that eventually you're kind of tuning them into whatever frequency you're trying to get out there and depending on the size of the room and depending i loved that conversation too i'd never heard of that i mean i always just played as loud as possible and didn't have, <laughs> didn't have any of the, 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 that the whole up and down uh, quiet loud thing <laughs> yes <laughs> but um but but that that i had never even really thought about that of like having to turn certain reverbs down or whatever because the room couldn't deal with it or because it got too muddy or having to turn the gain up or the um the high end or the low end up or um yeah well that, i mean this is this cool. is yeah and this is like master's level thesis you know places when you can when you as a as a guitarist actually consider the audience you're you're at black belt level i mean <laughs> i'd say 90 percent of people who play guitar fuck the audience is, is their first uh, yeah. thought if you, if you had to ask it's them like, about what about me? the yeah, no, yeah, there's no point in the audience. But again, but I think for that idea, you know, just the, you know, tripping out a little bit on just the idea of boutique pedals and, or like, like you were kind of saying, this like talisman or totemism of, of, um, musical instruments or musical effects you know these boxes unlock something or you need this and i think especially as as a younger guitar player that's 100 percent where i was at you know you're looking for some extension of your own you know play phallicness you know if you take it to a freudian level but extension of yourself of your ego of your id of something how do you yeah. extend yourself make yourself louder so bigger soapbox a louder speaker louder mag, mag microphone of just this is me you know acknowledge my existence you know i'm not insignificant as we all kind of feel as teenagers and then into our 20s and the um but i think these guitars and, and guitar pedals and all of that sort of stuff i think there is a lot of that kind of like the unlocking some type of like new new expression or new experience like i just got this thing now i could now i wrote you know i've definitely had done that where you get a pedal and write a song around that you know like and, and you then you can take the pedal away and, and you can still play the song you don't need it you know you come to find out you know five years down the line of your career when you lose it or it gets stolen or it gets broken like, i'm never yeah. gonna play that song again and then you, <laughs> and you do play it and like oh no one no one noticed that pedal was there or not there no one cares if i play it how i play it if i play a strat or if i play a, a les paul no one in the audience cares but again, Guarantee, you know, hundred percent. Everybody who plays who's playing that guitar cares a lot. <laughs> have yeah. spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to have that exact guitar that they're presenting to you that no one cares about. Yeah. Um, well, and did I you think see the Barbie I think movie? it's well. I think it's cool. Hold it one second. I think oh, that it's cool sorry. to to uh, hear that uh, the or or to think of an instrument or a, a pedal or an amp as an extension of your personality. Like when you guys were talking about that, because I remember being like being in a band uh, for ten years ish, but that I always I was like, oh, I'm gonna get this little pedal or this, um, you know, I got a couple. I switch, I traded some stuff for these like distortion pedals and all this, and tried to put them in, and I never got past. I always went back to just having a rat, a big muff, <laughs> and uh, an echo. And that was it. And then like, I would have all these other ones like, it just doesn't work. Okay. Bring back the big muff, bring back the rat. And then eventually I'm like, I think that's just, and those were my first two pedals I ever got. And that, and that, um, I'm like, I think I just nailed it the first time. <laughs> I think I just like, those were, those were the two. 
and this is yeah. just the whatever and i couldn't even tell you why the sound was better or what it even was but i'm like i don't know it just feels yeah that's what it feels so so but i had never really even just thought about that until you guys had that conversation i'm like oh yeah and even with the sg thing like i had tried other guitars and then it was like the second i got my hands back on an sg i'm like i think i just like sgs and that's yeah. it <laughs> and i don't know i mean why do you think you like sgs i couldn't even name it what 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 that even is like even how he said that he loves the um what did he say the jazz master oh yeah yep and he was had like he's had like a hundred right? jazz masters yeah. and uh i think that's i think that's just so interesting of having those 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 things be this extension of you like you're choosing them but they're almost kind of choosing you too it's like no 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 look at my shape look at my look come here come yeah. to me <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is this is it that fits yeah. well, i think you know it, it could be compared you know i think fashion's not very far off you know what i mean where you like a certain kind of right. shoe or a certain kind of pants or jackets and you know it's it's it probably sounds belittling to you know the the idea of you know these guitars or, or you know a whole like category of, of instruments but you know you like what you like and their styles and it's sort of how you want to dress you know what i mean like there's no one right way to, to get dressed yeah. and go out the house you know you can put a scarf or in a big top hat and 10 other beanies and you know sh shit pieces of flair dangling from your belt you know what i mean but it's like <laughs> in the same way you know you don't you don't need that you could go out you know whatever some shorts and flip-flops so you know i think the the nature of just playing your guitar really it it, it it sounds so funny at this point because I think at my age I like oh yeah it, it, none of it matters it's all fine but you know I would have fought tooth and nail you know to people you know who said like this guitar sucks like oh, I can tell you why this is the best guitar in the world it's the best amp <laughs> yeah, right. you know these were yeah. these were you know identifiers and um, things that you know were, were you know so close to my identity and like were yeah. you know versions of myself that I just I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't see it that way but I think it is but I do think it is interesting and I think it makes sense I was the the bigger macro picture I see is like all these boutique guitar makers and, and this kind of thing of the hyper nicheification of of a subset of a subset of a subset sort of feels a lot like how our culture at writ large is going you know what i mean where it's not just about we all watched one show or we watched a movie you know but it's like you watch the thing and then behind the scenes or the thing or you watch the thing the other guy did or you have a whole or you know like even podcasts like this you know it can kind of yeah. involve yourself in like just being hyper niche and you can just kind of craft and, and curate your your own um your own media experience in, in such a way that just was impossible with like, you know, three networks and then cable and then, you know, yeah, totally. as, as television's kind of gone down this road, you know, you can, I even see it with my kids, you know, they just want to watch YouTube and it's like, we, yeah. we subscribe to all these things. You got the Hulu and a, and a, <laughs> a Amazon and Netflix yeah. and the thing and the Disney and they spend yeah. millions of dollars to make this. And they, they, you know, the kids just vote with their attention span. Like I want to watch 30 yeah. seconds clips of this guy playing with his cat. Yeah. Okay. Totally. That be like, sorry, sorry, Disney. You're you're yeah. up against you're up against you know kids with uh, with iPhones. You know, filming yeah. themselves doing stuff, and people just want to see that reflection, that mirror back. I think that probably mirrors the closer their own experience. You know, rather than seeing a big animated, you know, heavy blockbuster thing, they're just seeing kids like themselves doing things that they like. Yeah, and, and it's so, so, you know, so um, yeah. and everything changes. Like it's so immediate. I think that's. I mean, mm -hmm. I see that so much with with towns and what he wants to watch it's like all the people that he watches they put stuff up every couple of days and it's like you know it's just you random the next one 
random stuff or they're commenting on other people's videos or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, it's like, you want cool. me to watch a whole show? Why would <laughs> yeah. I watch a half an hour of one thing? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah it's strange. But I think, it, but it's the same, you know, where it's not that it's like fast fashion, but it is like, you know, try this new pedal, try it out. And then there's all of these kind of like places on a third market space too. You can buy a, a pedal or you can buy new or used and you try it out if you like it great keep it if you don't you just put it back on the market and you can get get yeah. close to your money back with it too it sort of seems like there's a real active you know um sort of guitar pedal world out there and people are making videos about them you can check them out you can you know use them for all these different sort of purposes and it doesn't seem as uh, taboo i think there was, there was a lot of stuff you know those early days of or even older guitar players too was like oh, i don't use any pedals no no pedals just yeah. go straight into the amp and there's something to be said for that but i do yeah. think it's just at this point we've broken past the the nerd factor of like oh you use pedals i think it's just yeah. kind of everybody everywhere it's, they've been canonized as in here here are the top 10 greats that everybody needs and then you just go down the line and kind of you know tweak to your taste to find out which version of the weird version of a weird version you, you like of a thing yeah it's so interesting it's so interesting and i think i think what's cool is that we are of an age like maybe even the last generation that didn't have the internet when we were young and I keep all of these conversations, even every how everything happens now, I try to remember back about, I'm like, how did we all used to talk to each other? <laughs> like, how <laughs> yeah. did we used to know things were going on? It was such a word of mouth thing. And it's such a, like, even, you know, thinking now, it's like, w whenever I'm going to buy something, I always look it up on YouTube and see if there's a, you know, someone has like what Demo. something looks like or some camera thing or whatever. It's like, mm -hmm. Oh, how's that? What is, what's the deal with that lens? Oh, there's probably 22 people from different countries who have done reviews. <laughs> Let me see if I can find one that talks about the thing that the information I'm looking for. And even with pedals, oh, yeah. it's like, <clears throat> you can see how they sound before you even buy them. That was never the case. Like maybe if you went to guitar center, they might have the one thing you are looking to buy. Maybe. You know, but not right. if it was boutique or something weird. And you just have to like, well, we'll see if it works. <laughs> I heard that yeah. I heard that I read in an interview that Kurt Cobain had this pedal <laughs> on his pedal board, you know, or whatever. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah. then it must be good. I'm gonna get that, you know. <laughs> but it's so it's so interesting. There was so much more um like guesswork where I think now there's less guesswork. But that brings about more experimentation. So it's like, it's more interesting that way because there's just more stuff. There's more like, and I think people are much more open-minded now than they were 20 years ago with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even to the point too where, you know, stuff just becomes more digital. You know, you run into these like digital, like, you know, um, heads you know like, you know guitar simulators you know things like yeah, that right. you can just you know have all that kind of stuff and you now you just take one little box instead of a whole amp stack on tour i think metallica is always they've kind of the, the biggest name of people that are just using amp kempner amp modelers on stage oh really and they sound great and they're, they're metallica and they do yeah. it and i don't think they i don't even think they have like the dummy cabs you know they used to have or just like the empty guitar cab wall of guitar cabinets to make it look like you're playing through it i think they just it looks like just, the pictures i've seen they just they just kind of walk around on a custom built stage with with large grates that um james hatfield can fall into but they you know yeah. <laughs> just have wireless things Big set up smoke machines and... And... yeah yeah it's a whole other world of stuff and it sounds great obviously or they wouldn't be using it you know and so i think that yeah. this 
you know, th- those debates of, of what's right or wrong. I think Qatar in 2023 is a much more accepting wide open field than it was when, you know, we were nervous punks in the nineties going to guitar center, trying to figure out like <laughs> what you could afford with your uh, yeah. cut, lawn cutting money. Like, I think I'll have a, <laughs> uh, this phalanger. I remember that was one of the first yeah. things I bought, like phalanger. I'm like, Oh no, why did oh I buy God. that? That's I don't even amazing. think I tried it out. I was just like pointing it. at stuff. that looked cool. I pointed yeah, it out. I bought, bought a stereo like, flange. What was sure, that? I need one was, of these. Was that the, uh, what color was that pedal? Green? Silver. Was it the, uh, no, it was like silver. D- the D- well, it was a DOD one. Oh, the not, DOD not one. the boss one. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Again, again, not knowing. I didn't know what it was. I just picked, yeah. kind of pointed yeah. at and picked it out. And I don't even think I could play. <laughs> I couldn't even play a song or notes or chords or anything. But there was something about a pedal. I thought I needed that because I saw people had them. You know, they had them on stage. And I didn't know what they were or what they did. But it's like, okay, before I learn anything, <laughs> let me make sure I have I have a cool sound. Isn't it, it so um, funny about how much guesswork there was back then? Oh, of course. Like you yeah, just guessed saying. about I everything. Didn't know. You'd read about yeah. something and it would just stick in your head and you'd go, uh, wow, okay, that sounds cool. Where do I find that thing? Yeah, I think Jamie, Jamie was awesome. I was so stoked. I'd gotten to meet him and he was willing to come on the show and talk all things guitar, guitar pedals. Uh, what? Any Any final thoughts before we go? Yeah, I mean, I just love the conversations that you're having um, with these people because they're so detailed about, I mean, obviously you're talking about pedals, but it got so into kind of the why he makes them, which which I love that. I love that kind of uh, that artistic side of why people do what they do. And I think this was like a... Um, just a really cool conversation that went through his whole history of why. And he was so calm when I looked at the earthquaker site and I was going through it and I was like, Oh my God, there's like 45 employees. This company is this big. I had no idea. There's like this, it just kept going and going. I'm like, all these people work there. Oh my God, this (laughs) is massive. I just kept thinking it was kind of smaller because, you know, I don't know that much, but, um, But yeah, so so even after I looked through the site and I was like, oh, wow, he's being very kind of like calm and like, yeah, you know, sometimes I just sit around and tinker. I'm like, really? How do you have time to sit around and tinker? This is a massive company <laughs> you're a running massive here, company. buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'll it just... was, you know, almost, you know, I thought I'd start a label a couple of years ago and I don't know if that was going to work out. And then, you know, I'm still playing in bands and I'm still the, I'm like, oh my God, where does he get all this time? But um, yeah, it was awesome. Yep. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, go out to uh, earthquakerdevices.com and uh, go buy more pedals. And I thank you, Jamie, for uh, for sitting down with me. And uh, thank you, Aaron. Where where can people find you, Aaron? What are your what are your plugs? Where do you want people to go learn more about AaronFarley.com? Um, yeah, AaronFarley.com and uh, just Aaron Farley on Instagram is probably what I what I uh, update the most. Awesome. AaronFarleyProjects.com yeah. also for the art. There we go. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everybody so much. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>